0: Good evening. My name is Ken Miller. And my theme is the hinge of life. And the hinge of life represents a door that swings both ways. And it's a hinge. And my hinge is about a day, September 22nd, 2004. And the door is a door that swings toward life, and it swings toward death. And this is my story. The antecedent or the precursor to my story is very simply, I moved up here in 1975, I'm from Chester Valley. I went to Bartlett High School. Yeah, in the house. And while I was at Bartlett High School, I did very well academically and therefore I became what was called a National Merit Scholar, and I was accepted to Dartmouth College and I was an Ivy League graduate. I got out, I put on the Hickey Freeman suit, I put on the Allen Edmonds shoes, and I became a very successful young businessman. And lo and behold, 16 years later, On September 22, 2004, I found myself at the hinge of life. What had happened and what had I become? I woke up that morning, I'll never forget it. I woke up that morning in a closet, in a building. I was homeless. I was on the streets. I had spent the last four years, I did two prison terms. I had been a hustler I had been a panhandler, I had been a male prostitute, I had been a robber, and I had been an all around, as I put in my wording, bad guy. And here I found myself being woken up by the landlord of this building, because I was in, living in their closet with the cockroaches, with my crack pipe, and my 32 ounce of natural ice beer. And I woke up, knowing that this was going to be a different day. Because I'd gotten to the point where I only had an iota, one minuscule sense of hope in my life. And I woke up and I remember looking at myself and I said, how did I get here? How did I get so much, so much potential? Ivy League, corporate, making very good money, had a beautiful wife, had the kid, had everything, and here I was. And this is who I was. As I sit here today, I'm 195 pounds, stand here today. I was 165. I owned in the totality of my possessions were a pair of shoes, no socks, a pair of shorts, no underwear, a t-shirt and a pair of glasses. And that was the totality of my possessions. I had had my jaw broken twice in the month before, so it was wired shut. I had blisters on every toe of my feet because I had walked in a loop doing my hustling. I had blisters on my fingers from lighting the pipe and lighting the lighter so I could smoke crack cocaine. I had blisters on my lips from the pipe burning me. I had no nose hair because it had been burnt out by the lighter. And here I was with breakouts all over, hair unkempt, living in a closet, in a um, a building. And I remember I woke up and at that point the door was swinging toward death because I had attempted to take myself out a few years before. And I knew I was real, real close because all I foresaw was pain, agony, anguish, and despair. And I remember I went and I called up my mother. And to all the mothers out there, I love you. And I appreciate you. Because I appreciate something that my mom had for me, which I still don't understand sometimes to this day. But that's called unconditional love. And even though I had robbed my mother, I had burglarized her house. I had taken her sleeping pills and tried to take myself out. She still loved me. And I said, Mom, I'm hurting. I need treatment. And she said, Kenneth, I will get you a one-way ticket to Reno. I mean, to, from Reno to Seattle so I could go into the Seattle Gospel Mission Treatment Program. And at that point, the door started swinging toward life. And I walked out of there from the phone booth, and I remember saying to myself, well, I have six hours, what am I going to do now? Because I had no money, and I just didn't really want to hustle, but I had to do what I had to do. So I went on the streets of Reno, and I began my hustle. And so what I did was I facilitated a relationship between a drug addict and a drug dealer And what I got paid in return was one rock of crack cocaine. Let me tell you something. I smoked crack cocaine for 16 years. And in 16 years, there had only been one occasion I did not smoke every piece, every kibble, every bit of crack that was in front of me one time. And I had food poisoning. And I sat there with this one rock and I said, man, I need to do the right thing. And I said, I need some money for that two- to three-day bus trip to Seattle. So I went on the streets of Seattle, and I went down to this place called the Quick Mart, and I saw another drug dealer that I knew, and I said, hey, dog, can I get the next one? And he looked at me, and God smiled upon me, and he said, go ahead, dog, do your thing. And I saw a white man beckon me from his car and said to me, hey, come on over here, hey, hey, hey. And I went over and I said, hey, dog, this looks a little weird because you won't get out the car. And he said, hey, you got anything? You got anything? I said, yeah, here, I got a 20. And I gave him the 20. I turned around and I swear to God the cops came out of the manhole cover to this day. I couldn't believe it. And they pointed them and they were the street enforcement team. And they said, you are under arrest as they took me to the ground. But this is where the story gets good. This is where the story gets fun and this is where the redemption begins because I'm hemmed up and in Reno what they did is they would sweep the streets before a big weekend and they would put you all in this like holding area before the paddy wagon came. Yeah, they got paddy wagons, okay? And the paddy wagon would come but we're all hemmed up and I remember looking and I had tears rolling down my eyes. I was crying Uncontrollably. And the reason I was trying uncontrollably was this. The cop came over to me and he said to me, He said, What's wrong? Why are you crying? What is everything all right? Da-da-da-da-da. And I looked at him and I said, I'm crying because I'm going to live. See, I can do jail. I can do prison. I can do the halfway house. I got another shot at living. And my door on that hinge of life swung toward living. Because I couldn't do the streets. I couldn't do the life that I was doing. Because I had lost all hope in any chance of a life without pain, future pain. I was tired of hurting others. I was tired of hurting my loved ones. I was tired of not being and showing up for life itself. And therefore, I made that decision And when the cops came and they arrested me, and I had those tears, I knew I was going to live. The end of the story is this. I ended up doing three years in the penitentiary, which was a great thing for me. And I remember I got out and I went to run a 10K. And uh, I saw the street enforcement team sitting there behind the table. And I remember going up to them and I said, thank you, thank you, thank you. And to all of Anchorage, thank you.